This is the voice of Mahatreya. Welcome to discover a new you. Wishing you most and more. The disciple asked the master, How do I call you? Do I call you a master? Do I call you a teacher? Do I call you a guru? Do I call you Bhagwan? Do I call you beloved? Do I call you by name? How do I call you? And the deep response of the master was, when you call me a master, you become a disciple. When you call me Bhagwan, you become a devotee. When you call me beloved, you become a lover. When you call me a guru, you become a seeker. When you call me a teacher, you become a student. When you call me by name, you become a contemporary. And the master so beautifully added, saying that, in fact, how you call me makes no difference to me. But it makes all the difference to you. We have discussed this so many times. You see this as a hall, it's a hall. You see this as an auditorium, it's an auditorium. You see this as a temple, it's a temple. How you see it makes no difference to this place, but it makes all the difference to you. You see this as a furniture, it's a furniture. You see this as a sofa, it's a sofa. You see this as it represents something else. So which means I can walk into a church and for me it is a piece of carpentry that is placed there in the altar. And that's what it will remain, a piece of wood. But somebody else is able to see Jesus Christ in it and he is able to experience a symbol of faith. 60,000 sculptures are there in Madurai Meenachi Temple. And a foreigner with his Mark III camera will probably go around seeing all this as great sculptures. Wow! And there must be somebody else for whom each one is a symbol of God, a symbol of faith. We've discussed this many times. But it's very, very different. I remember when I had the software consultancy and one of the initial clients, one of the initial clients, the first client was Alsa group of companies and one of the clients was AAD Perry, where my father happened to work for 40 years. The only place he has worked all the 40 years was AAD Perry. Not that we earned a lot, not that we had a great life, it was even lesser than a middle class life, but that's where life came from. And I quoted for a project of computerizing the entire corporate finance, 29,000 rupees. There was this lady by name Sushila who was the deputy general manager, systems and automation, who had called me for a negotiation. Not that there was a basis to negotiate, but I think for a lot of people it is like, if you say 10 rupees, I should ask for 6 rupees, whether there is a basis or not. If, you, if they get 1 rupee less, they feel they won. And that is how the whole pricing gets contaminated, because you know very well this lady will negotiate, so you simply quote 14 rupees. And that is how the entire industry gets ruined. But there are people where there is no basis. Whatever price you quote, Somehow it has to be reduced a little. So she called for a negotiation and she said, 
I think uh, this project, sh you should do it at 20 only. I was prepared for 15. But uh, to her basis was 29 shows. He said you should do only at 20. I was what? I was 20... 1995. I just told her that, see, for A.D. Perry, I should actually do this project free of cost. Because my father has been working here only from the time he was 18. The school fees that was paid, the food that I had eaten, everything has come only out of the salary A.D. Perry has paid. So there's no question of negotiation. If you tell me today, I should do this project free of cost, the computer course I did, I did with the fees that was paid out of the salary which my father earned. So which means if today I'm a software consultant, it's EAD Perry that has made me the software consultant. So I, I cannot actually bill EAD Perry. Because that is how I saw that building called Arrows. A building from which the life of the entire family came out. So you did it free. See, finally it was a businessman who was sitting there. I told all this to her because that's my actual feeling. But eventually I told her. But this is not between me and E.A.D. Perry. It's between me and Sushila, so I won't give discount. <laughs> I got it at 29. That's a different thing. <laughs> but the point is, how do you see your organization? It, is it a building? Is it a place from where you earn the salary? Or it's actually a place of worship. If every leader in this country can understand to lead is to serve. I'm actually telling you, if every Indian is able to understand Work is worship. Because nothing reveals you to you like work does. You learn about your strengths, you learn about your weaknesses, you learn about your capabilities, you learn about your inadequacies. Everything through work. Work is the greatest mirror that reflects you to you. Work is your grooming factor. In fact, the dignity of life which you have is because of your work. If you have gone on an international holiday and come back, that dabu came from where? From work. You are able to take that girl for a date, how? From where did it come? From work. Either your work, father's work, somebody's work. Somebody had to work. Everything is out of work. We are nothing without work. The reputation, the comfort, the status, the legacy that you have, everything is out of work. Which means the primary temple for any one of us during a tenure in an organization is the organization itself. In fact, if all of you like how you do outside a Ganesha temple or how you do outside a church, I really wish all of you before you step into your workplace is able to actually do it. Even the 10 rupees you want to put in undi, the 10 rupees will come only from workplace. God will take care of you if you take care of God. To take care of God, at least to buy tanga, you need some money. And that money, you know from where it will come? It will come from work only. 
work is your primary temple your place of work is your place of worship in fact we want to create a new economy and we need to create a new economy because with petrol costing 353 rupees per liter and gold costing 3 and 1/2 lakhs and with masala dosa having reached 72 rupees if you have to have a life your economy has to progress where edume kedaad and there's only one way to do it islam considers friday as a holy day christianity considers sunday as a holy day hinduism has two three holidays <laughs> okay i think we need a humanity which believes monday is the holy day you should see monday as the holy day should uh, should be able to get up in the morning and take bath meditate offer your prayers and get ready for a week of work and that is the only way we will build a new world but all this depends on not your organization not your work what does it mean to you what really matters is not that organization what does it mean to me kanadasan said long time back in that song ullam enbadu aamai adal unmai enbadu oomai in that kanadasan had already said undu endral undu illai endral illai silai endral adu silai dan deivam endral adu deivam dan it's a question of what does it mean to you i have been there because i have seen the piece of granite being offloaded from the truck in nanganallur and it was a piece of rock i have seen sculptors working on it on a daily basis because i lived in that locality that nanganallur hanuman temple right now was our cricket ground we used to play cricket there then temple came and i have seen sculptors stand on that granite and chisel it was a rock only it was a piece of granite so we don't need veeramani to come and say that idu verum kalludan kalludan okay and the whole thing was sculpted and given a form and a shape of an anuman and two cranes were required to lift it and it was a stone only and after they lifted it they realized some rituals had to be done some rituals were done and the one who carried sanjeev mala in his hand and flew right now crane was holding and he was hanging there and there it was a stone only and finally they installed it and ever since people worship there they don't think it's a stone when a thing reaches where it was meant to reach it becomes divine when you bought it in the shop by paying 27 rupees it was a piece of cloth when you brought it in that bag along with tomato cabbage and sanitary napkin it was still a piece of cloth 
Then you went to the terrace of the house, taking the piece of cloth in your hand, and you tied it to the flag post. Now it is called the national flag. Now you will no more handle it the way you handle it. You will salute it. When a thing reaches where it must reach, it becomes divine. That mother who was part of you every day, you fought with her, you argued with her, you shouted at her, she shouted at you, you cried, you made her cry, and it was an embodied flesh in bone and blood in pain and pleasure with a physical presence around you. She was your mother. She came from him, and one day, life took her back to merge back with him. Right now it's a photograph that is hanging on the wall, but it's no more a photograph. She is your God right now. That is why you tell your children, take parties, ashirwad, and then go to write the exam. When a thing reaches where it had to reach, it becomes God, it becomes divine. So that piece of granite, which had to reach where it had to reach, and finally it reached when it reached, it's no more a granite. It is divine. You will continue to see a granite in it because that is what it means to you. People will continue to see a God in it because that's what it means to them. What it is, is not important. What it is to you. What is it to you? I understand. That's how we dragged our children to temple. That's how we dragged our children to Mandir. That's how we dragged our children to a pilgrimage trip. And that is how we dragged. But as long as you keep doing this, and they still don't understand what it is, it will mean nothing. In fact, much before you tell your children to start concentrating on science and learn science properly, as a parent, teach your children to see the science teacher the way a teacher must be seen. Science is the Tanakatako. Parental responsibility is not to put pressure on the child saying that you are not doing your maths well, you are not doing your homework, you are not practicing. Parental responsibility is to teach the child how to see a maths teacher. And once you get to know how to see the teacher properly, learning the subject, because it is a fact. If you love the teacher only, you love the teaching, otherwise you cannot love the teaching. If Bhagavad Gita is the only essence of Mahabharata to teach you the truth of life, there is no necessity for Vedavyas to build an entire Mahabharata. But Vedavyas had to build an entire Mahabharata and create a central character called Krishna and keep building this Krishna through the story in ways and means by which you grow in love with Krishna. And by the time the reader has grown in love with Krishna, and the entire thing is only to get you to love Krishna, and then when Bhagavad Gita unfolds, your love for the teacher makes you also love the teachings that unfolds through Krishna, not otherwise. If, and all of you sitting here must be a living evidence to it. You never like the subject of English till your 8th standard. And in 8th standard, that English teacher came. You liked the English teacher and ever since you liked English. You never thought you can good, be good in maths. And somewhere in your 10th standard, that maths teacher came. 
and you like the maths teacher and ever since you have started liking maths you cannot buy the product if you do not like the salesman who is selling the product you cannot love the teachings unless you love the teacher it's not possible so it doesn't make a difference who i am what really makes a difference is whom am i to you it doesn't make a difference what happens in the satsang what does the satsang mean to you it is not going to help simply because you have dragged your children here your children should understand what this place is all about so when many of you say that some of my son does not like to come to temple how to help children to understand that they should also go to place of worship you don't have to drag them there keep explaining to them what a place of worship is what a place of worship is who is motivating them to go to see ipl make them like ipl then they will see ipl once they understand the value of god once they understand the value of a place of worship once they understand the value and sanctity of a place they will go you don't have to send they will go making the horse thirsty is your responsibility you don't have to make the horse drink khud ja ke pee ke aayega it will automatically go so it's very very important same is the case with organizations i really think one of the failures of most modern day organization is i don't think you take it as your responsibility to build pride in the people about your own organization if people are not proud about your own organization if the only thing that happens in the organization is organizational vulnerabilities organizational weaknesses and what all the resignations all the problems all the issues this alone keeps getting broadcast within the organization how will anybody develop a pride towards the organization and if what this organization is does not mean anything to me my best will never come out towards the organization will never come out towards the organization i think there is one thing that we need to learn from narayana murthy he was somehow able to create being an info cn as a cult for the first time in a corporate people were called as if it's a cult community we the infosians hcl something to learn from hcl i don't know what they do right now but when shivnada was directly at the top and they used to operate from nehru place in delhi there used to be an induction program and every employee who joins hcl at the end of the induction program will sing the song we are the world we are the people we are from hcl and it used to create so much pride in people there used to be a tremendous pride in fact any situation where they have lost a major order they have not got an account a launch date was announced for epbx systems to be launched but they could not launch somewhere the mood of the whole organization is down immediately all of them will pump each other by saying we are the world we are the people we are from hcl and it used to create so much pride in people that they were working with hcl it manifested in the way they used to sell no competition ever had a chance against a salesman from hcl because of the pride that he had about the organization it's not enough that you recruit people from iams and xlris and sp jains and here another the biggest mistake a lot of you do as an organization is you continue to make him feel proud he is from iam him feeling proud he is from iam is good for iam it's not good for your organization 
Him feeling very proud he is from Harvard's is good for Harvard's. It's not good for your organization. Because the guy who continues to feel proud that he is from IAM thinks he is obliging this organization by working here. In fact, he should actually understand that you have built an organization where IAM grads can come and work. It's the other way around. Because where will he go and work otherwise? Hey, you may be Schumacher here. You may be the best driver. But if I don't give you a Ferrari, what will you drive? What will you drive? I give you Maruti 800, what you will do Schumacher? Because I have given you a Ferrari, you could demonstrate the capability you have. No question. With due respect, you need a Schumacher to show what a Ferrari is capable of. But that everybody understands. But nobody understands something. Schumachers will be nobody, no better than Munsami. If a Ferrari is not given to you. And a lot of you have built organizations that can bring people from prestigious educational institutions to work for you. Have to remind them that their pride during the tenure in the organization must be greater about the organization than their background. Credit to IAM, they build a brand for themselves. Credit to Stanford that they have built a brand for themselves. Credit to Arunandan Chaudhary, he has built IAPM as a brand. Credit to XLRI, they have made it look great. Credit to Lila, they make it look great. Credit to all this educational institution, they have branded themselves in ways by which it looks great. Not good for many of you organizations that you still think that people coming from a premium institution As if they are doing some favor to your organization, no. You have built an infrastructure which is able to employ such people. The organization in which people work is greater than the background from which they come. Don't forget that. And whose responsibility it is to continuously remind this to them? You don't have to put down. You don't have to say compared to. You don't have to put down. I am not interested in putting down Schumacher. But I want to remind Schumacher long enough that what a privilege it is that you are able to drive a Ferrari. And this is one area where all of you fail. Now as a result, what this organization is to him, he doesn't realize. And as long as he does not realize this, neither you are going to do good to him, nor it's going to do good to the organization. The central thing is, who you are is immaterial. Who I am is immaterial. What really matters is, whom am I to you? That you are a seeker with what background is immaterial. This is a source of wisdom with what background is immaterial. What really matters is, what is this place to you? Only that matters. That this temple is 1300 years old is immaterial. You have been a seeker who is willing to dedicate your entire life to the path of seeking is immaterial. What does this place mean to you? Only that matters. You can be Abhishek Button, she can be Aishwarya Rai. Two individual glories. The quality of the marriage does not depend on that. What do we mean to each other? Only that will determine the quality of marriage. Sometimes I used to think, why there are different commitment levels to people to a same organization? Because for different people, that organization means different things.
and that's how it will be what am i to you what is this place to you what is this wisdom to you what is that silence to you what is that music to you what is that god to you what is that path to you what is this employment to you what is your mother to you what is marriage to you what is your child a purpose a significant purpose then your entire parenting dramatically changes dramatically changes what is it to you consistently keep asking this question and i think there is a significant shift in the way you see things the moment that one change comes into your perspective